Hi, true believers. This is Stan Lee. I'm Bruce Campbell. You are on comics.com online. At the same time, explosion-y and dorky bullshit. Oh, hi. I'm Jonathan Colton. Hey, I'm John DiMaggio. I want to say hello. Is that close enough? What, what is it? What do you want me to say? What did I say? Comics.com online. Comics. Okay, fine. And it, you know, it's like a Michael Bay type thing where it's over the top effects, not a lot of content. Hi, I'm Bruce Tim. Hi, I'm Jed Winnick. To the great comics online. Hi, I'm Bruce Campbell. You know who you are. You are watching comics. But entertaining enough to, you know, just hang out and appreciate the ride. Don't overthink it because you will ruin it for yourself. Hi, I'm Jack Earl Haley. Hi, I'm Christopher Judge. Comics. Comics. Hey, it's Aisha Tyler. I play Lana Kane on the unbelievably genius show Archer on FX, and you are at comicsonline.com. If there are some really weak points to it. Hi, I'm Bruce Campbell. You're watching ComicsOnline.com. It's not porn, even though you want it to be. Face it, Tiger. You just hit the jackpot. Excelsior! Spoiler alert. You're listening to the Comics Online Podcast. Season 12. Episode 1. Around the World. Recorded October 9th, 2011. This episode, Kevin gathers comics online podcasters from around the world for our 12th season premiere. Dick's in Afghanistan, Dave in Australia, and John in St. Louis. As usual, we talk about comics, TV, movies, conventions, and everything geek pop culture. Want to join the Comics Online staff and do reviews of the latest Blu-rays, books, or games? Or do you have what it takes to do on-camera interviews? Email editors at comicsonline.com. Hello again and welcome to the Comics Online Podcast, Season 12, Episode 1.1. I'm your host, Kevin Goswan, and with me... Oh, we we without Dune Murderous this time. Uh, his uh, email problems have led to him being not at home. So, uh, hey, there you go. No Dune this time for once in a very long time. But instead, uh, we've got all the way from uh, his secret lair in Afghanistan, we've got Dix. Hello. And all the way from uh, Melbourne, Australia, we've got Aussie Dave. Hi guys, how are you? And uh, and 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 really, just just uh, not far from me, we've also got uh, a new guy. We've got John. Hi. <laughs> all right, and he's really enthusiastic uh, this <laughs> afternoon. Uh, this is being recorded Sunday, October 9th, 2011, and uh, uh, we, we normally record the first podcast of the uh, of the new season on uh, uh, on on 
uh, September 25th, which is our, our anniversary date from the, for the website. And, uh, you know, and that, that marks our new season of the podcast. And uh, we actually did that. We got together, Dune and I got together with uh, Crows and a couple of his uh, uh, new uh, staffers for the, uh, that he's going to be leading to New York Comic Con. But uh, frankly, it uh, we we had bad audio and the girls were really giggly and you know I'm all for giggly girls. I mean, don't get me wrong. I mean, who doesn't like giggly teenage girls? Obviously, crows does, and everyone else with a penis. But the important thing is, uh, it wasn't that great, and so we should can it. And so instead, you have us, but no Dune. And you know, it's Yay. Not Dune, but. Uh, <laughs> And but we've got uh, we've got us so here we are. Um, oh, and and today's my birthday. Happy birthday! Why thank Happy you. Birthday. Today's today's Meh. my actual birthday. Uh, I am I am twenty nineteen today, and uh, so so that's exciting. And uh, and and I really appreciate you guys coming out for the uh, for the podcast from across the world and uh, you know across the Missouri River. um so uh so to to start out i guess we should you know i don't even know uh where everybody's at uh geek pop culture wise when it comes to uh the latest uh comics tv and movies so maybe we should just start out with comics and, and and talk about uh what people have been reading lately john being as though you're the new guy uh i want to ask you um, I've been reading essentially two comics lately. Um, I've been catching up on Captain America and catching up on Daredevil, which are both outstanding. And they've just gone through the um, renumbering back to issue one. But it seems like short of um, some refactoring of um, the origin of Captain America, nothing's really changed. It's just business as usual and the the plot thickens what what changed about the origin well it seems like they've refactored it so that uh, captain america didn't re-emerge in the 60s but re-emerged sometime closer to now so he's dealing with the same issues he did back in the 60s of oh well you know i've been out of it for a while and you know i'm trying to readjust to the modern world and some things like that but hmm all right that's weird. What was the uh, what was the origin of that? I mean, was there some big time travel thing, or did they just decide to nerf? Actually, the whole there past? was a weird time travel thing involved. Um, it involves Captain America being pulled out of the ice, them sending him back in time to World War II. He realizes he doesn't want to be there. Goes leave some kind of uh, secret message to the future and they come back and get him or something and he reemerges back. <laughs> so he, it's kind of a retcon of that early... Um, That's bizarre. Hmm. So so it, does that affect the entire Marvel Universe or just his personal uh, mindset? Well, in terms of how they wrote it, it really doesn't affect anything, um, except that they get to write his character differently for a while, you know? Hmm. It's... All right, I'm going to have to check that out. I'm way behind on Captain America myself, and in fact, I'm way behind on Daredevil as well. What's what's up with Daredevil right now? 
Well, Daredevil has gone crazy. It's it's weird shit. Okay, so like Daredevil... last I knew, he he had become the the leader of the hand, and there were you know, and he was, and then you know, and then I I missed that whole part where uh, T'Challa becomes the man without fear, which is like what I don't get it. Which is what I skipped over too, and then started back over with uh, Daredevil coming back. And they had a short, like, transitionary uh, miniseries where he was in some small town, and um, basically there's another blind kid that he identified with, and there's a kind of mob influence. They're, you know, moving illegal guns and stuff through this small town, and he really didn't want to get involved, but, you know, kind of a predictable plot line he does. And he rediscovers, you know, that he does want to be a hero, and he goes back to Manhattan. And it's... It's okay. It's it's really predictable and not great. But then when when he comes back, um, he's more happy-go-lucky. They start up Murdoch and Nelson again, and you know, a few things are tweaked here and there. And it's like, okay, well, how's you know this happy-go-lucky Daredevil going to reintegrate into this world where he was just you know kind of this horrible evil guy that you know. <laughs> <laughs> was the leader of the hand and was possessed by a demon and you know there's just a whole bunch of stuff going on um oh as a side note on the captain america thing um they're following up on the winter soldier thing winter soldier is now in russia in a prison uh he was extradited from the u.s and so he's revisiting all this stuff that he doesn't remember from his past as a brainwashed um, soldier in the, um, for, for the communist for Russia. The yeah. yeah. And so he's fighting all these, like, Russian bad guys in prison, and I don't know. <laughs> I saw the beginning of that, and that's as far as I went. It's really good. Uh, they've got essentially two storylines going on. you got Captain America, uh, Steve Rogers' Captain America, He's not really Captain America right now. He's the head of S.H.I.E.L.D. Right, and so he's uh, Commander Rogers. Yeah. And they're, they're trying to transition back into the role of Captain America, and they're trying to transition the Winter Soldier out because he doesn't live up to the, the title within what people expect of Captain America. And so you got these two plot lines. Steve's trying to get, you know... Bucky back from Russia and you know they end up like going in with the Black Widow and um, sneak into Russia and pull the Winter Soldier out by helicopter and a whole bunch of stuff goes on it, it's it's really good you should definitely check it out it's, it's I definitely plan on it I've just been so underwater when it comes to uh, you know my my normal things for so long it's like instead i'm i'm it's it's good and it's bad so i'm behind on a lot of things but i get to enjoy them in chunks rather than just slim bits you know just individual issues that i'm i'm used to but uh yeah those are those are two daredevil i you know kind of cooled off to for (coughs) for a while but i i I have enjoyed Daredevil a lot over the years, and so I definitely will get back to him. Captain America, I've been enjoying um, really consistently for probably ten years, um, and and to be fair, you know, all the way back to I don't know issue two hundred ish, somewhere in there. 
Since yeah, the it's 80s. been a good run. It's been a very good run. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, starting with Frank Miller on, you know. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, so Aussie Dave, what have you yes. been reading? Me, I am. I am well behind. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I've been flat chat busy, so I haven't caught up with anything lately, which is shit. I miss it. Um, but there's one that I'm looking forward to that Dark Horse announced at Comic Con. Um, fuck, what was it called? Uh, the Tower Chronicles, I think it was. And who's that uh, by? Um, I don't know. I can't remember who wrote it. It was. Um, well, I know it was announced by. I'm going by my memory here. I didn't film it or anything. So, um, yeah, Tower Chronicles about a bounty hunter or something. And I don't know. I assumed you being in the industry would know more about it. Oh, you know, you assume too much from us. <laughs> <laughs> Matt Wagner doing the Tower Chronicles from the the guy who did uh, Grendel and of course uh, Mage back in the day. Uh huh. I love Grendel. Yeah. <laughs> Grendel was. Yeah, so I'm eager for that. I don't know when it's when it's being released though, um, I've been trying to find it in the net, and there's not much chatter about it. So. Yeah. Or I'm looking in the wrong places. I don't know. <laughs> Well, that'll be interesting. Um, anything else you're looking forward to coming up? Um, or looking forward to catching up on, perhaps? Catching up on is uh, the the Ultimate Spider-Man series. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, a friend of mine's read through them all, and he's saying it, it was a really interesting read because they kill just about everybody. They do. <laughs> and, um, yeah, and I've been really slack over the past few months, and I haven't read anything, so... I'll have to get them off him and read them up. Yeah, the last one that I read was the one before the uh, the the final Peter Parker issue, the yeah, the death of Ultimate Spider-Man, mm-hmm. which personally I thought was crap. I mean, come on now. I'm hoping that eventually <laughs> this uh, uh, token Spider-Man uh, is eliminated one way or another, and they say, oh, by the way, that Spider-Man who died, oh, that was our ultimate Ben Riley or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I mean, because it seems like that would be the smart thing to do. Um, mm. I, I, I mean, you know, I, I'm all for diversity. I, you know, there's, there's, I, I would never have any reason to, to not appreciate, uh, you know, somebody's, you know, culture heritage whatever like that but apparently this uh this new spider-man is like hey he's black and he's hispanic and he's gay and it's like really is that is that necessary who who came up with that why is that a good idea um you know it, it's just, yeah, just like, their piece it's their pc department it's, it's got to do that kind of pander and it's like you know yep. what just let that come naturally you know, yeah, when you create a new character, you're thinking, hmm, maybe I should give this person an interesting ethnicity to, uh, you know, to juice it up a bit, give them a little bit of a cultural backstory, you know, to mm-hmm. their family. But, uh, you know, do they have to be everything all in one? Uh, I mean, sure, these people exist that have, you know, a very, you know, mixed culture, but really? Yeah. I think Marvel's kind of ages, personally. I, they don't let any of these characters grow to old age. They have to keep somehow making them young again. <laughs> right, and, and you know, that was a, a strength of, uh, of DC for quite some time, up until this new 52, because, you know, DC allowed people to age. I mean, albeit way slower, but they allowed the, um, the folks 
you know, if you look at uh, JSA, Justice Society folks, went and, and passed down their, their mantle of, uh, you know, oh, I, you know, my, my, you know, father was this, this hero and my children are also heroes. And it, and it, you know, it, uh, you know, gives a sense of legacy. Whereas, you know, you look at, uh, you know, comics today, whether it's New 52 or anything in Marvel and, you know, they're just trying to reset and reset and reset. And it's like, you know what? That's not how life works. You can tell mm -hmm. a good story with somebody's children. I mean, if you look at uh, Spider-Girl and that whole MC2 universe, that was a great idea, um, you know, to, to go along with that to where you could go and age a character into retirement and you could go and, and move on with the next generation. And sure, there was some cheesy shit and some ugly costumes, but whatever. They, you know, they were good stories. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so, Dix, what's up in uh, Afghanistan? How many comics do you get out there? Do I need to send you anything? You know, all right, that works. I don't, I don't really have much to do at work anyway. <laughs> Some of the time. I can't really talk about what I do, but, it, yeah, it's kind of boring sometimes. Uh, the, uh, the, the rumor is you're the... Um, uh, you, you're the uh, uh, nerd herder for uh, for the U.S. forces. Uh, for a little bit, yeah. Some of the stuff I do, <laughs> fix lunch. Right? Come on. I can't mean, really nice, seem... nice and basic. Yeah, I can't really seem... Yeah, I'm basically a nerd herd geek squad, whatever you want to call it. Yeah. I'm techie over here, and when shit's not broken, there's really not much to do. Wow, well... See, you need some uh, need some media to get sent out your way. I'm gonna have to send you some stuff. Besides, you know me, I don't really follow much comics anyway. It shit changes too much. That's true. Like you're just saying, everything's just like even if I had been reading stuff like three, four months ago, Jesus. All right. So if I ship you a hard drive, uh, are you going to actually get it? Just don't label it a hard drive when you send it. Just label it electronics <laughs> item. Because I've seriously had packages packages go missing if you start labeling at certain things. Oh, interesting. It's it's one of the uh, dark sides of uh, I guess you could say getting mail over here. It's weird. I, it, I can get packages from Amazon in ten to twelve days over here, but yet a letter takes like four weeks to get here. Wow. <laughs> So if and it that's, says comics online fulfillment, you might get it. I don't know, but that's like that's like the free Amazon shipping, too. It would take 10 days to get over here, which is pretty impressive, to be honest with you. Yeah, that's not bad, considering. But yeah, other than that, I have, I'm, I'm kind of uh, out of the loop on everything over here. Wow. Which sucks. I haven't even, see, I haven't even seen uh, Captain America. Really? Well, the oh, problem was I de I deployed like the right like right before it came out in theaters, so I missed it like by a week. Oh, jeez. Shut yeah. it. Yeah, we all we all saw it uh, the day before it came out, and we saw it we saw it the day it came out with uh, Chris Evans. Good times. Yeah, just my luck. Jealous. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah, just a little bit. Yeah, that was pretty cool. But uh, all right, well, so so what's everybody watching these days? We've got a uh, we've got a new season of all kinds of good crap. Um, None of which uh, I've seen. What? None of which I've seen. Someone keep mine. Oh yeah, and I know John is also likewise uh, not not watching a whole lot of uh, television these days. So so what about you, Dave? Um, oh shit, what have I caught up on? Um, I was completely out of the loop with uh, Game of Thrones, and I got mm -hmm. onto that via Nathan Fillion's tweets, um, and that kind of blew my mind. So waiting for this next season, gonna be awesome. So how many uh, episodes were in the first season? Uh, six, I think. Oh, someone's tweeting me. Hmm. Um, I think it was six. All right. And so it's, and it's yeah, got a strong start? Yeah, yeah. And also, the I met a girl when I was leaving L.A. in the airport lounge, and she suggested I watch The Walking Dead, and I'd never heard of it. Mm -hmm. And I'm completely addicted to that, which is awesome. Oh, yeah. Um, By the way, I have mm -hmm. now watched the first two episodes of the new season. Really? Which, yeah, they haven't come out yet. They, uh, the first one is in a, a week from today. Oh fuck! The first two episodes, I like. It's it's almost worse watching them ahead of time because you're like, oh my god, now I gotta wait how long until until there's a new one for me? Yeah. They yeah. are, you know, I can't, you know, it's it's not all that likely this podcast will go out before they're they're up. So, uh, and, and I don't want to spoil you guys anyway, but. They is it awesome? Are awesome. They are ah. quite awesome. They, 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 and the thing is, they are not following anything that I recall in uh, in the comics. I love oh, really? the comics. Yeah, love, love, love. Oh, the so comics. they finally started. They finally started branching out. From They're the... definitely branching out. There's all sorts of things that are happening that uh, that just don't seem to match what was going on in the comic like people's attitudes you know characters atti attitudes toward each other seem to be uh divergent um certainly storylines are divergent and uh but the thing is it's it's like it's just as good as the comic um you know i obviously you know different medium different thing you know it's not a black and white comic it's a full color television show that is you know obviously very well produced and you know Everything about it is great, you know the the writing, the acting, the uh, makeup effects, and uh, it's just a solid show. And I just wish there were more of it. You know, you you started exactly, out with yeah. a six issue, six issue, six episode uh, show uh, for that initial run, and then this new one is somewhere around twelve or thirteen episodes. And I'm like, oh my god, are you kidding me? Only thirteen? And I know that's how it works today, for the most part. You know, you're not getting these 24-episode shows that that we we got as kids. Mm. Um, you know, you're not getting that that quantity unless it's some half-hour comedy. Yeah, but it's a better quality yeah, than. Yeah. So you know, you know, and that's that's the trade-off, really. Um, you know, you get these high production values, and it's like, okay, well, I'm you know, perfectly I'll pay fine that. With that. What's that? I said I'm perfectly fine with that. Yeah. Well, you know, it's the same sort of thing with Lost, right? 
you know, they started out with big, big seasons and they were like, whoa, hey, we're going to dump this down to 16. And, you know, and that's even high for today. You know, if you got a high production value show. <coughs> hey, while so, we're talking about, about yeah. zombies, could I do a plug for a zombie show that's about to come on TV? Please do. Um, History Channel is going to have on the 25th of October a um, documentary called Zombies Living History. And I actually worked on it, so just nice. throwing that out so what was your uh uh what was your role in in the production uh cameraman sound guy nice as part of the crew so cool very cool and and this was produced produced uh here in the the st louis area it's actually across the country um i was just on the crew in the st louis area but they um they interviewed the cdc they went all over the country talking to different experts about zombies and they were here in town for Zombie Squad. Uh, they, we did uh, some filming at ZombieCon, and um, should be interesting. So Zombie mm-hmm. Squad is not just here in St. Louis, but they're all over the country. Isn't that the case? And that is the case. 24 chapters worldwide. And where did they start out? Here. Oh, okay. South City. I did not realize that. That's interesting. Yeah, because I, uh, you know, when I first investigated them... I, uh, you know, I thought, oh, okay, this is a local thing, and then I looked, and oh, no, they're all over the place, and I just figured, well, they they might have started elsewhere but here, but apparently that's not the case. No, they're here, and people, uh, the, the ZombieCon, uh, the big convention that they have, they do here in Missouri, and people from all over the United States come out and sit on a mountain and learn survival skills, emergency preparedness, and, you know, do a fair amount of drinking, and... <laughs> and so that's the real, uh, I guess I get that that's like the selling point behind things like Zombie Squad because you know okay it's fun to go and you know appreciate a genre uh, affinity with other like-minded individuals but then you go and and say oh okay wait you know not only is this a, a bunch of friends who who dig a particular genre getting together and having a good time drinking it up but they are also uh, kind of uh, community. What? They're activists? absolutely. They're they're absolutely a community activist organization. They're a nonprofit organization. They do blood drives. They do hunger drives. They do um, various fundraisers for other charitable organizations in the community. And the thing that interests me is that whole disaster preparedness. Do they do they go and and uh, and and do presentations specifically on that? Absolutely. Um, they did one at Dragon Con a month ago. Um, they do various conventions around the country and do do presentations. Some people actually pay pay them uh, to come into their corporation and do presentations. And they're providing a useful uh, service to the community. They're teaching people to look ahead, see that there is possible disaster, and to start taking actions to make it not as big a disaster for them personally as it might be. Right. Yeah, that is uh, that that you know, you know. I'm from Southern California. I'm from San Diego, like most of the comics online people, and uh, you know, and there, of course, we have earthquakes, but not, you know, for the most part, you know, aside from some of, uh, you know, some of those that we know uh, that happened in L.A. over the past couple of decades, 
Um, San Diego itself hasn't suffered anything huge. I mean, sure, you're going to have things falling off the walls and, uh, you know, some minor structure damage, but you don't see any any deaths due to that sort of disaster. But coming out here into the Midwest, you know, not all that long. I think it was June. I was, you know, there was a, a big uh, uh, weather problem and then you know the the sirens went off and of course i go into the basement because here we have basements by the way <laughs> southern california folks in the midwest there's basements it's crazy they're awesome <laughs> and uh and i you know go awesome. into the basement and but overall i mean the the wind wasn't really blowing that hard i mean you know it wasn't that big of a deal as i found out later uh the Part of the roof was torn off of the airport by uh, by tornado, and there's a bunch of buildings in that gen in the St. Louis area airport area that were all torn up. Um, you know, and so there was some significant structure damage by wind. You know, this tornado, which still to me just blows me away, uh, pun not intended, but it's just. It's amazing to me that, you know, wind can uh, pull apart a couple of sections of a cinder block wall and leave the rest of the structure standing. It's yep. shocking. And, you know, and this is the sort of thing that I'm seeing driving to work because, I, you know, I've got this hour-long drive to, uh, all the way out to the base. And, uh, you know, and, and I'm driving right through the corridor where this, uh, you know, bad damage was uh, given. Um, so you, so my my point is, yeah, I would be interested in, in attending some disaster preparedness. And, I mean, obviously, you know, hey, store some water and food, dumbass. But, you know, <laughs> what what else is there, what, you know, beyond that? And I'd be interested to find find out. Well, they're doing a blood drive next week, um, if you want to participate in that. So. A blood drive, eh? Yeah. I can't give blood anymore because I am corrupted. Uh, but uh, but I'd be interested in coming out and, you know, doing what I can. Cool. Um, I'm sure you'd be welcome. Um, it's a, in South City at the... Um, Oh, shoot. It's a community center here in my neighborhood, actually. <laughs> uh, I'll give you the details later. Right on. Well, that's cool. Um, yeah, and so Dragon Con, um, a, a story that I told uh, last last time we tried to do this episode. And by the way, this episode is working out far better than last time. Um, <laughs> I, I tried to... Uh, uh, I wanted to go. I've always wanted, uh, not always, but ever, ever since I learned about it, I, I thought, ooh, Dragon Con, that sounds like a good time. You know, it is, uh, it's one of these things where it seems like the, uh, uh, you know, you, you have the same mix of geek pop culture stars, right? You know, your creators, your actors, all of these types, you know, and they show up and they do their regular panels. And you've got a gazillion cosplayers all the best cosplayers are for sure there and all of the amateur ones are there anyway and not necessarily my thing but i certainly appreciate their craft because i don't know i i, I think that uh were i born in this age born were i uh, younger in this age i think i would be way into it because i i kind of dig uh costuming and that sort of thing but that's just not where my uh talents lie at this point 
But, uh, you know, I've always wanted to go to, to Dragon Con ever since I learned about it. It just seemed like a great time. And it's, it, and it's because it's, it kind of harkens back to the old times of Comic-Con when, you know, when a, uh, a, a creator uh, would be accessible by everyone. You know, they would not only be at their table and you could walk up and have a, a decently long conversation with them, but you would also see them elsewhere. You know, you would see them, uh, you know, at some after party. And, of course, you know, even as a teenager, you know, uh, luckily there weren't, uh, uh, at the time, there weren't these big uh, media after parties that we, as Comics Online, uh, as Comics Online enjoy today. But there were, like, they did this dance thing that they no longer do. <laughs> but, uh, you know, as a teenager, I could go and, you know, I could see all these folks just, uh, you know, hanging out and just relaxing. And apparently that's the case at DragonCon, and I would really enjoy that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, locally you can do the same thing at Archon, um, similar to what Comic-Con used to be a long time ago. Yeah, those Archon is so damn expensive. They bother me. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Um, so, uh, so TV and movies. So I got caught up personally. I got caught up on, um, uh, well, not com- com- perfectly caught up, but I, I watched the most recent Supernatural this morning, which, uh, uh, if you are a Comics Online follower, uh, online, you'll see that uh, I did my first on-camera interview. You know, I've done a lot of uh, roundtable interviews and uh, other stuff like that, but normally the on-camera stuff is, you know, it's Matt or it's uh, Crows or it's Brenda or somebody like that. Um, we're working on getting some prettier people on camera, I promise. <laughs> <sighs> well, there was that one time I was doing one, but, you know. Dix is a pretty once. guy, let me tell you. You know what? And you've got a fantastic voice. What You interviewed, what, uh, Corbin Burnson? Um, yes. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah, was, so, uh, you know. Was it 2010 Comic-Con? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, a little over a year ago. That was good times. And and so, you know, as far as getting a guy up in, in, you know, in, in front of the camera, yes, I definitely want you to come back in front of the camera. But uh, I want to get some pretty girls up in front of the camera because uh, everybody else is kicking our ass in that uh, regard. And as talented, as uh, as skilled as Matt is when it comes to doing interviews, um, he's just not pretty. Um <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you know, and neither am I. You know, I, I, I make no, you know, I, I saw my, myself uh, interviewing um, uh, Misha Collins, who plays uh, Castiel on Supernatural, and I'm like, wow, I am a goofy-looking motherfucker from this profile angle. Because I think I look good straight on, and I think I look good a little bit, uh, like, three-quarters oblique, but uh, profile, man, I'm funny-looking. Sorry. Sorry, everyone who watched that. I didn't realize I was funny looking. I thought I was all right. <laughs> Whatever, though. Oh, man. But, uh, yeah. Um, I, could, I have a perfect story in regards yeah. to that whole situation with the uh, need to get more women in front of the camera. Because back at in uh, Comic-Con in 2010, uh, we were in, Crows and I were doing the interviews for Adult Swim. And it was the first of the uh, 
Jackson getting all up on crows. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, but it was also the two guys from, uh, what's it called? Can't think of it also. Robot Chicken. Robot Chicken, okay. It was, uh, yeah, we got the, is Matt, I can't remember his last name, he's with an S, and Seth Green were in the room. However, they were running short on time, and Seth Green started one end of the room, got 15 minutes when it was supposed to be five with the people from G4 and two other TV outlets, and both of the, all three of them had hot chicks. Of course, at the other end of the room where we were was all a bunch of nerdy guys. So, And as soon as he hit that last TV, that last TV group, bam, time was up and he had to leave. It was like, ah, oh, what the hell? Yeah. Well, you know, and yet another but, reason for us to get pretty girls. I'm, I'm, I'm actually working on getting somebody for crows. I mean, crows has got, you know, some giggly teenagers, which I don't think are going to work out. I think, unfortunately, he's going to have to do the interviews. I would prefer him to to be behind the camera for the most part because, you know, he's a goofy dude. You know, no maybe. Um, and, which is endearing, especially I'm, when you I'm get not. in the. I'm not in, in, disagreeing with you one bit on that. Oh, I know. You've known him for a long time. But, uh, you know, you get him in, in, in front of a camera with somebody like the uh, the Venture Brothers, and his goofy dude turns into gold, right? It's, uh, it makes it funny. It's, it's picking, you got to pick and choose where it is. You got to pick and him. choose. But you got him interviewing, I don't know, you know, some hot chick, and it doesn't quite work. It actually kind of worked with, um, gosh, what's her name? Judy, uh, Judy Greer from uh, Archer. Oh, God, don't even bring that up. I missed that. That was all right. You know, his goofiness kind of, I, I kind of liked it there. But then he interviewed, uh, what's her name? Um, Megan uh, from uh, Young Justice, uh, Winnie Cooper, whatever her real name is. Um you know, and there it was like, uh, he's he's more skilled today, but he's still a little too goofy for me to, you know, appreciate the girl. You know, I, I kind of want somebody who's going to either completely blend into the background, um, you know, like a, I don't know, like a mat, which that sounds like an insult, <laughs> but it's not, you know, uh, or, you know, somebody who is going to be, you know, also hot. I don't know if you're going to be as hot as Winnie Cooper, but good luck. <laughs> yeah, good luck with that one for sure. <clears throat> but I would put you, Dix. I would put I would put you uh, with her, and you know, hey, you got you got the you know the pretty dude and the and, you know and the pretty girl, and that'll work out. And so a couple of other outlets, you know, had that that uh, exact uh, matchup, and I think they were more successful uh, for a uh, an eye catching. Uh, scene speaking of comic-con though okay now i'll get back to you on that one. i'll get back to you on that one later off off topic I <laughs> oh i gotta give you money exactly what i'm asking i yes. gotta give you money all right passes either one right. yeah yeah um hell yeah. if you just keep your eye open for that shit like you did last time well yeah if you want me to hold on to the money and then just keep my eye open for it then i'll do that go for it man okay Oh, um, I did get the shirt, by the way. Excellent. Yeah, I can't can't wait to get uh, some 
uh, get a photo of you, uh, you know, in some dirt with the shirt on. I would definitely, I would definitely try and get that. Um, oh, also, um, for the holiday season, I will be make, I will be definitely trying to get um, a gift guide idea for the oh, uh, geeky soldier in your life. Fantastic. Yeah, so we're gonna do the gift guides. We we do our annual gift guides, but uh, having the uh, uh, gift guides specifically for the geeky soldier for those those folks who are uh, deployed. Um, that's uh, I, I think that'll be a fantastic uh, idea. I can't wait to read that. Put that up. Hopefully, we so yeah, look for that. Get, get that one yeah, up look early, for that. and we can get that retweeted like hell. Oh yeah. Um, <clears throat> yeah, so Supernatural started out with a fucking bang. It was, uh, I, you know, like I said, I only watched the first one so far. The second one is already out. Um, but, uh, fantastic. I, I was a little bit worried, frankly. Last season was a little, uh, wasn't their best. Um, you know, and considering the previous season was just awesome, you know, it was, I was like, oh, you know, is this gonna, going to go downhill? Because, you know, a couple of their first seasons were, you know, they, they were kind of freak of the week and hadn't found their feet yet. But then, you know, you got up through season five and you're like, wow, this is the best show on TV. And then, you know, season six was like, ah, it's still good still definitely worth watching but then you know it was overall you're like where are they going to go with this because i am not caring as much about the uh the greater arcs as i was in previous seasons and now this new one um you think you know where it's going and then uh and this is a slight spoiler here um where you thought the entire arc w was going to go in season seven no, that's resolved in the first episode, <laughs> and now it's a whole you know whole new ball game, which is really enjoyable. Um, and I, I have a feeling this is going to be uh, you know they're really going to uh, up their game once again and uh, be you know certainly the best show on the CW, if not uh, you know vying for top five on TV. Anybody else watching anything particularly thrilling these days? Yeah, I saw the new Fright Night, and it was really, really good. You know what? I had passes for that when, uh, you know, like uh, press passes to, to go see a screening of that when Matt was in town. Um, gosh, it was probably like six weeks ago, but I was dealing with too much work stuff at the time and couldn't really free up the several hours to run down to uh, Ronnie's and see it. Yeah, let me tell you a little about it. it I am a big fan of the original. Mm -hmm. um, I love the 80s sort of movie, you know, because um, it had a real sense of creep, you know. It's like nobody can help you out uh, because they don't believe you, <laughs> you know. Yeah. That's the whole premise, you know. And they took that sort of concept and pushed it. Um, Colin Farrell is a vampire creepy as hell <laughs> the way he uses his um, body posture and moves his eyes around and stuff it just you can tell he, he's assessing the situation from moment to moment of can I get away with killing you <laughs> or is somebody <laughs> going to see it and 
he's also kind of clever in the way he he does things in this movie. I don't want to give anything away, but um, it it was really well done. David Tennant uh, plays a very unexpected role within it, very different from what you've seen in Doctor Who. Um, definitely worth seeing. Uh, it's one of the better vampire films I've seen in a long time. Nice. Yeah, I, uh... It, go ahead. Oh, it might not be on the, uh, new side, but we've got a... <laughs> I just had to bring it up, because today we were in a... In our dining hall, we have, uh, just one TV, and sometimes it's playing, like, our uh, Armed Forces Network satellite TV, and other times it's playing, uh, movies. But today we had a lovely copy of Cowboys vs. Aliens, and oh my god, the... We were basically... Mystery Science 3000. Mystery Science Theater 3000 the hell out of it during lunch today. <laughs> and yeah, Cowboys and Aliens amazing. was uh, You know, I went and saw it with uh with Matt and Crows in San Diego when I was in town and I I thought it was a perfectly fine popcorn movie. I mean, it was you know, at the same time explosiony and you know, dorky bullshit and it you know it seemed like you know a michael bay type thing you know where it's like oh you know over the top effects you know not a lot of content but entertaining enough to you know just hang out and appreciate the ride don't overthink it because you will ruin it for yourself and Matt and Crows apparently overthought it and were were really thinking critically about the the plot points and you know the uh likelihood of whatever was happening actually happening and uh you know as well as uh there were some really weak points to it and i understand that but they got really upset about it and i'm like look it's called cowboys and aliens they delivered on the title what do you want yeah it's it's it almost had kind of a snakes on a plane-ish type thing it's like hey look it's telling you what this movie is in the title just go with it yeah 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 i'm yet to see it I haven't seen it yet because i'd heard it wasn't terribly well received in some aspects so i'm yeah, a bit hesitant yet see that's the type of thing that i like to see in movies because that's the type of thing i've seen in comic books my whole life and it always was a good comic book so why wouldn't it be a good movie you know mm. yeah I, I I don't know about the comic book, but I know that uh, it was, um, you know, well, one of these I'm just small press sort of things. What's it's that? It's like, you know, if aliens are coming to Earth, why wouldn't they come in cowboy times, you know? Right, rather mm-hmm. than today when we could actually fight back a little bit. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So anyway, yeah, that was interesting. And then uh, I saw Drive. Which, uh, which is, you know, not exactly a genre film, but, uh, you know, it is a, uh, it's got that whole art house thing going for it. Um, the, it starts out really slow, and you're like, wait a minute, I thought this was an action movie. Um, you know, and it's got, uh, it's got some interesting uh, actors in it. Um, it's got... Uh, Hellboy, 
it's got um, uh, what's his name, Walter White slash uh, Malcolm in the Middle's dad. I can't remember anybody's fucking real name apparently. Um, <clears throat> but uh, Brian Cranston. Yeah, exactly. Um, but uh, you know, it's it good though? Violence and it. it's good. It's it's very quiet. It's one of these things where uh, you know, in a normal movie, you're gonna, you know, people are going to, you know, have dialogue. Whereas in here, it's like anytime they could get away with not having dialogue, they didn't. They they dropped it. They're like, you know, if a look will will suffice, they'll just go with a look. They'll go with an extended. Uh, you know, a thoughtful expression on someone's face rather than, you know, they'll, they'll go with a, a, a touch rather than speaking. And I appreciated that. Like a samurai movie. Who? Like a samurai movie. Oh, right. Yeah. So... It's definitely not for everyone, but I I enjoyed it, and it had uh, it had uh, kind of an '80s opening with the uh, the titles, with the brush script uh, titles, and uh, and then with the vintage clothing and vehicles, it kind of had a an even older feel, you know, '60s or '70s. And so, you know, it kind of had this period piece in modern day and, you know, this... Uh, and, it, and actually, you know, a, a samurai movie is actually kind of a good description because it was like this guy, uh, you know, had this code of honor and that was his, uh, you know, that was his motivation, was his honor. It was, uh, it was very interesting. I, I definitely recommend it for those folks who... Uh, um, you know, who can appreciate a good movie. Cool. I would definitely have to try and check that out. Yeah. And then, uh, shoot, what else is going on? We've got all the, all the usual suspects, your, uh, your modern family, your community, and, uh, and things like that, um, that are, that are back in full swing, which I can appreciate. Um, also, uh, Big Bang Theory. Mm. Thoroughly enjoying a new series of Big Bang. Always fun, always funny, and uh, but you know that's just the uh, the, the the fluff, the 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 comedy yeah, stuff. Yeah. Um, and then when it comes to the new stuff, like I say, Walking Dead is going to be awesome. It's going to just blow oh, your oh. socks off uh, at least Man. the first two episodes, and then uh, Supernatural, um, Dexter. Um, I don't know. Are any of you guys watching Dexter? Not really. Not currently. Nope. Dexter just catch up. Seems like, What? <laughs> it seems like most of my friends nowadays are watching uh, Breaking Bad and they're loving it. Holy shit. Yeah, well, that just ended. I mean, well, not ended, ended, but the, uh, the last episode of the season uh, just aired recently, and I just caught up on that, and that was fantastic as well. That's like... That is a fucking show. AMC can make some shows. Obviously, with that and Walking Dead. And then Mad Men for those people who, uh, you know, are not into the uh, 
ultraviolence. Um, and then as far as other things going on, and, and anybody watching any of the any of the new shows? Because I have seen very little. Mm. No. Unfortunately, like I, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. I'm kind of stuck in a country. I'm kind of stuck in a country where my only access to television shows is over a satellite connection that everything aired last week. So, all right. And even then, I can barely. And mostly, it's just sports. that's on TV anyway. Can you? Uh, can you go and stream stuff? I probably could. I just. We'll see. I'm actually. We have a public computers basically over here. I don't even have my own internet access. Right. So, and it's incredibly, incredibly slow. Like, the other day, it, it sometimes it takes me like a two-minute YouTube video just to load it at 320. Uh -huh. is can take anywhere from like 10 to 12 minutes to get the full thing loaded up sometimes. Wow. Yeah. Oh. Wow. Yeah. I. Uh, I. Well. Being as though we're able to Skype, I'm kind of surprised to hear that because you know your voice sounds fine over, over Skype. Well, it's weird because Skype works fine. Like I have a webcam and everything like that, and how my webcam can go 720p and that works just fine, like 90% of the time, no problem. So it, it picks and chooses where it likes to work and not work. Gotcha. And streaming video and streaming video is definitely where it does not like to work. <laughs> well, that makes sense. <coughs> Excuse me. And Crow's actually Crow's actually sent out a package with a bunch of burned DVDs of like somehow obtained. I'm not going to mention how. Cough, <laughs> cough. Uh, <laughs> episodes of shows that apparently has been. In the mail, oh, I guess a month now. Oh, geez. Still nothing on it, so I'm pretty sure it got ganked by somebody who saw oh, DVDs. Yoink. Uh, that's a shame. Yeah, well, I told him not to label DVDs, and he did anyway, so his fault. Gotcha. <laughs> so what does get through? Repair All parts? kinds of things. I had, had an Xbox get through, a TV get through. Um, food. <laughs> right. Seems like food would be pretty rough after uh, two weeks or whatever, though. Yeah, it's really good. Mm. You just got to pick and choose which uh, which items to send, really. Yeah. Though, stuff like Easy Mac is just fine, though. I've had people send a whole bunch of stuff like that my way. <laughs> Wow. So I take it the uh, the regular Chow Hall food is uh, worse than Easy Mac? Breakfast is the same thing every day, but it's not bad. It's eggs, bacon, sausage, biscuit, sometimes oatmeal or grits. Lunch is usually a crapshoot between MREs, sandwiches, and... Sandwiches. <laughs> dinner, however, is actually pretty nice. I've actually had lobster and steak for dinner four times oh. since I've been over here. Wow. That's right. Lob oh. Lobster tails. What now? 
Lobster Tales in Afghanistan. That's the name of my new band. <laughs> wow. You're welcome. That is, that's nice. Yeah, most times it's not bad, but the thing is, like, I usually work the, the evening to night shift, so odds are I'll be sleeping during breakfast and or lunch sometimes, so. Oh. Oh, so you're, that's you're usually up for the way good we're meal. at the Yes. <laughs> I'm not missing. I'm not missing lobster tails. You kidding me? No kidding. Not bad. So, uh, as far as uh, anything else going on, wh what else does anybody uh, have to have to add? Have to talk about? What What are you looking forward to, geek pop culture wise? Dave, you coming back to Comic Con next year? I am. I am planning on it. Yeah, and I might be bringing my posse with me. All right. Yeah, my uh, my big sister. I've oh God, I've created a nerd monster. I've got it right into World of Warcraft. Really? Oh yes. God! Yeah, God help us all. She um she I'm loves it. I'm a recovering WoW addict, huh? <laughs> so. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she uh, she's super keen to come over, and one a couple of my mates want to come over as well. So it should be good. I just uh, got snack glasses before they sell out. Oh right, yeah, and that's the problem. So so, how did you get yours last year? You just just ended up uh, on the net at the right time, or what? Yeah, I um I ended up yeah on the net at Sunday morning at four o'clock or something, rapidly hitting refresh. <laughs> wow, that's yeah, great man, that you were able I to get through. To yeah, I I um I could only get two single day passes by the time I got through. I was there for like an hour and a half hitting refresh. <laughs> wow, yeah, that's crazy. That is crazy. Mm -hmm. Well, so hopefully I'll do that and do better this year and get a couple of four-day passes. Yeah, so uh, next week, uh, October, uh, whatever that is, 14th, 15th, 16th, um, Comics Online uh, will be at the New York Comic Con. Uh, Crows will be leading the crew. Uh, so if you... Uh, see a bunch of people not understanding where they need to be at any one point. It's probably Crows and his crew. Can I place bets on like how much luggage he's going to lose? Because oh that always happens. Oh, you know, he's been, he's actually, to, to be fair, he's been actually doing really well lately. And so I, I actually have uh, a good, uh, a good feeling that he's going to pull it out this year. I am a little worried about his crew. And so I am hoping to supplement his crew with some additional people. But we are running down to the wire, so that might not happen. I but, was just uh, saying, yeah, we, we have a contest. The worst travel luck in the world. Yeah. <laughs> Usually when I'm not there, though. For, for crows, it's, uh, uh, I forget exactly how it works, but uh, it, it, it's the uh, taste crows and win $5. No, wait, it's w taste crows and, uh, and, and win a Blu-ray. Um, so you have to taste crows and then uh, uh, prove it. Uh, you know, obviously there's got to be some video involved or, or at least uh, some, some well-timed uh, stills and, uh, and then and, and be able to prove it and you will win a Blu-ray of your choosing. And oh, so that'll wow. be good. <clears throat> you know, so I, you know, the, 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 the good money is on uh, the Venture Brothers being able to taste crows first. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. 
I'm sure they, they do like them some crows. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah. So uh yeah, that's that's what we've got coming up after that. We've got a uh long winter of not a lot of uh con activity as far as I know. Which is fine. <laughs> yeah. We are oh and, and here's another thing, by the way. Dune says still podcasting. Uh by <laughs> the way, we uh we had there there is another thing. We um we are looking for more reviewers. Of course we are looking for more interviewers, as I stated previously. We we definitely need some some pretty girls who can handle themselves, who can be responsible and uh take care of business, but also present themselves in front of a camera, you know, whether you're a cosplayer or just a pretty face. Uh, we need some folks who are uh, willing and able to stand up in front of a camera and do some on-camera interviews with various creators and celebrities. And so uh, if you're interested in that, uh, email editors at comicsonline.com and say, hey, I want to, uh, I want to do reviews for you. I want to, uh, to, to interview for you. And uh, you don't have to be pretty to do reviews, by the way. Um, we just as, use that as a way to make fun of crows. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but if anybody is interested, anybody, anybody listening is interested in, uh, in doing some reviews with us, uh, and you are a, uh, you, you consider yourself a good writer, um, we do have uh, uh, some rules to follow, um, but uh, it's a good time. We've got a good group, and uh, and, and we unfortunately have lost some folks to uh, you know life gets in the way type of thing. And, you know, and they they come back to to us and say, um, we're not available for this semester, or hey, I'm not available because you know I got a new job life. and I'm screwed. And uh, and just general life things, you know. I had a kid, and so sorry, not going to happen right now. Um, and so we had a lot of that all at once, unfortunately. And so we have a lot of positions open, and we would love to uh, to to get some new blood in on the organization. So give us a holler again. That is editors at comicsonline.com. So. Uh, Got any got any other uh, shout outs or uh, or anything else that uh, that you guys want to say? Yeah, I've got something. What's up? I just um, got back from um, the last appearance of Leonard Nimoy in Chicago. Um, oh yeah, heard about a big that big Star Trek convention. Um, I don't know why <laughs> it slipped my mind earlier, but um, I gotta say um, they do not know how to run a convention at all. What was the name <laughs> of the convention? It is uh, Creation Conventions. They're the official oh, right. Star Trek mm -hmm. convention tour, but um, the all the guests were really cool. They had um, pretty good entertainment and stuff, but it's just there's nothing to do, you know? You, you go up there and you sit around waiting to meet Personality X and give them $30, you know, so that they can write so on a piece of paper. Piece so of plastic it's just a, an image. autograph uh, convention, not really so much of a... Mostly. Not a bunch of mostly. panels and that sort of thing? 
they did have panels and stuff, um, and one of them was absolutely worth going. Um, the Nichelle Nichols, who played Ahura on the original series, yeah, she had this um, memory of the early years of Star Trek and Gene Roddenberry watching over her and Martin Luther King basically telling her that she had to be on the show even though she wanted to quit. And there was not a dry eye in the audience. It she she broke down in the middle of it. It was incredibly touching and moving. Wow. And worked the trip. I I would hope that it's on YouTube somewhere because it was just it was one of those one-of-a-kind moments. You're like, wow. <laughs> and saw Leonard Nimoy got shoved through a room uh, a million miles an hour with, you know, probably a thousand of my um, least closest friends. Um, <laughs> stand right next to Leonard Nimoy, make your pose, take a picture, move out the door. <laughs> oh, and so how much did that cost? That experience, me and a friend split for $75 an opportunity. Wow. So. Jeez. They made a lot of money off of it, but I got to tell you, you walk away from it and you're just kind of like, that wasn't a very satisfying experience. I could have totally skipped that. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that's a shame. Yeah. Oh, well. Well, Michelle Nichols more than made up for it, so. Um, You know, mixed bag. I got to meet John Delancey, who plays Q. I got to meet Brent Spiner, who plays (laughs) Camp Data. Jonathan Frakes, who plays uh, William Riker. Um, I've gotten I've gotten to meet uh, John Delancey once. That was a interesting story. How'd that go? I was I want to say 12 years old in New York City at the New York Marriott Marquis. I was staying there for it was like the holidays or something like that. With my family and we were eating dinner in the lobby area in one of their nice restaurants they have. And I went to use the bathroom. And, of course, it being New York City and a big hotel, there's a line. And I'm standing in line, look behind me, and right behind me, standing in line, is John Delancey. Wow. And, of course, I waited. Yeah, I saw piss next to Q. But (laughs) (laughs) I waited, actually, until I, I got out before him, and I waited outside and just... You know, twelve year old me embarrassed as hell. I just went up and said hi. I was a big fan. I was with his family. I'm like, I didn't want to, didn't want to bother you much, and I waited until he came out. But yeah, it was fun That's time. Cool though. It, I mean, it's kind of different. Yeah, he was really a nice. kid, he, though. I think. And he was well. He was well, he was really nice about it too. Even though the fact like he was with his family and everything like that. Mm-hmm. But it was it was pretty cool. Yeah, I always uh, worked yeah, that. I can my I can say I've pissed next to Kendrick. Q. <laughs> to uh to to various comic cons and whatnot because you know when it's a kid i mean even if even when he's a teenager you know uh, people will take it take a photo with him when it's oh well but it's a kid so sure you know an adult yeah yeah i'm sorry i'm too busy the kid all right it's a kid all right um so he's got he's got pictures with uh with a bunch of people um so that is kind of nice Sorry, I didn't mean to hijack you there. That's all right. I, you know, it's, it's with this new setup I've got, I, I can't tell when I'm talking over someone sometimes. So if I, I, if I have been today, I apologize. It's, uh, no, that's you know, all good. Yeah, see? Right there, I can just barely tell. 
<laughs> yeah, we had a similar experience with Jonathan Frakes um, at this convention. It wasn't a, you know, piss next to Jonathan Frakes thing or anything, but um, we were... One, one other aspect of this convention was that um, you'd, you know, buy a seat, and we paid $190 for our seats, um, and we were packed in, like, sardines, and we got tired of that, so we decided we'd stand in the very, very back of this large auditorium room and just stand against the wall because, you know, yeah, we don't see as well, but it beats being compressed next to your, you know, uh, sweaty Star Trek uniformed uh, strangers, you know? So we're in the back, and we're watching, you know, the Spock thing, and my friend nudges me. He's like, John, look to your right. And I'm like, I look, and Jonathan Frakes is standing, like, you know, half a foot away from me. <laughs> nice. Ninja. Just <laughs> hanging out, watching the Spock thing, you know. The light. Uh, eventually, they turn on the lights, and he kind of, you know, zips out. <laughs> but in the yeah. middle of the um, performance, he, you know, walked away from Brent Spiner in the middle of the panel to go to the restroom, and everybody's like, what's up with him? <laughs> <laughs> Stuff like that. Um, just the guy moves where he wants to move. Like in the middle of um, Nana Visitor, who played Major Kira on DS9, mm-hmm. um, her and the um, guy who played Odo were up doing a panel, talking to each other, and in the middle of it, he just walks on stage, hugs Nana Visitor. <laughs> Odo, <laughs> Odo's like, off. what? You know, why not me? Yeah. <laughs> so he comes over, hugs Odo, and Odo kicks up his legs. Um, then he walks off and he's walking through the auditorium and out comes Brent Spiner's like what the hell's wrong with you (laughs) that's funny yeah I I had I've had odd experiences with with Trek people as well you know you got uh, now you've heard the uh, experiences about uh, uh, with like um, what's his name The, the, the doctor from Voyager uh, uh, Robert Picardo. Robert Picardo um, had some interesting uh, meetings with both uh, Matt and with Dune uh, at Comic Con over the years. And uh, over the years, I've met a few people. Um, I met uh, uh, Walter Koenig at uh, at back before there was preview night. They had um, uh, they they had something different that was always you couldn't get into it as a as a visitor you couldn't get into it as just a guest you 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 had to be well i guess guest is not right but you know just as a regular uh somebody signing up you you had to be in uh, a guest an invited person or a or a retailer or a uh, or an industry professional and of course you know this is during the time when i was uh you know part of comic-con itself and uh you know i of course got to see all of this and i was i was at a computer so it wasn't that long ago i i want to say it was probably early 2000s and i was at a computer uh messing around and i turn around and this is on the show floor i turn around and and there uh there he is behind me and i was like whoa that's cool and so i it just happened to be, and it, this is, like I say, there wasn't a lot of people on the floor. The whole floor was open, but it was very bare. And uh, I, I happened to be one, next to one of these vendors that had a ton of Star Trek stuff. So I went over, got a uh, uh, postcard of, 
of, of Chekhov, like screaming, and uh, you know, bought this postcard and went over and asked him to sign it, and that was, and he was like, oh, okay. <laughs> He's like, you know, he's looking around and seeing nobody else there. He's like, all right, whatever. I guess it's not a, a danger for me to s sign one thing. And uh, so that's that's how I got my little. Uh, uh, no, it had it been before then? Gosh, it must have been mid '90s. I don't. Maybe I'm imagining that there was a computer there. Anyway, um, <laughs> and then years previous to that, um, I was at this tiny little con at the Bahia Hotel in uh, Mission Bay. Um, that had, I don't remember who else was there. Um, it had a few people. I know it had Nichelle Nichols was going to be there. And I know that uh, uh, Scotty was there. <coughs> Excuse me. <coughs> um, and I knew that. Well, it was kind of a weird day. I don't know if I've told this on the podcast before, but I went and there were very few. Co I thought it was going to be a comic book convention. I went with my friend Chung. And uh, I thought it was going to be more of a comic book convention, but there was only a couple of comic book vendors. And I got there, and I was like, oh, there's a couple of issues of uh, X-Men. And in fact, uh, to give you a, a sense of time, uh, one of them that I bought was the Fall of the Mutants ep issue where you've got Angel um, uh, pinned up to the wall on the cover of Uncanny X-Men number whatever the hell. Sure, and uh, so I bought two issues of X-Men. It was that and something else, um, which were fairly new within the last couple of months. Um, you know, 75 cents a piece. Hey, $1.50, and I've got two comics. Try to get that today. And, uh, you know, and I go, and we're cruising around and, you know, looking at other stuff, and we're like, hmm, this is mostly Star Trek stuff that we don't have the money to buy because, you know, it's all pricey stuff. And... You know, we're just waiting for the uh, the the uh, for the speakers to start. You know, to to go and, and and give their little panel discussion about Star Trek. You know, we we paid to get in, so we might as well uh, you know wait around for that. And so we're waiting around until some uh, uh, some security guard comes up to me and says, "Hey, uh, did you just get some comics?" I said, yeah, why? He's like, can you come with me? And I was like, yeah. And so I come up, and, and he's like, uh, we walk back to the table, and he's like, hey, is this the guy? And and this kid is like, yeah, that's him. And I'm like, why? What's up? And he's like, oh, well, you know, the, uh, they, they, they said you stole comics. And I was like, stole comics? I just <laughs> bought comics. How are you going to tell me? And so they, they go and take me into another section of this uh, hotel, and they're, like, grilling me, saying, you know, you can tell us that you stole them and, you know, nothing bad will happen to you. And I was like, dude, I would tell you if I, you know, I, first of all, I wouldn't steal anything. But, you know, and second of all, no. And, uh, you know, in the end, it's kind of <laughs> fucked up because they gave these comics back to this place and didn't give me my money back. And I was like, you know, they're like, look, um, you know, nobody can prove anything. So, uh, you know, we're just going to let you, you know, let you go and, uh so, you know, do, you know, have you know, have a nice day, and uh, you know, don't go back in there. And I was like, wait a minute, don't go back in there. I was like, I, I'm gonna want my money back, you know, for those comics and for my entry fee. And it wasn't all that expensive; it was like six bucks or something like that to get it. <laughs> um, and you know, 
you know, not only... It's a matter of principle, it, damn it. Yeah, I was like, that's bullshit. And so, uh... I was like, you know, that's... You know, that's crap. And so we, we got back in through this back way in. We got... I don't know, they, they said, oh, you, you can take this, uh... Uh, Dune's calling me. I gotta call him back on the podcast. Hang on. Um, and they they we, we got into this uh, uh, elevator. We got into the turbo lift. Um, and James Duhan and his wife uh, also walk into the uh, into the turbo lift with us. And I was like. Uh, <laughs> you know, and I, you know, I'm like 12 or 13 or something like that. And I was like, you know, I couldn't even, I don't even know what I said. I'm sure it was not intelligent at all, but you know, something like, Oh, uh, it's you. Uh, that's neat. Uh, and you know, and he said something clever and, you know, just kind of, you know, was very nice and moved on. And I was like, wow, that guy was really nice. And uh, that was my that was my James Doohan experience. And now he has, uh, you know, gone the way of all men. But, uh, yeah, so there's my little Star Trek story, a little protracted. Sorry about that. But there you go. Wow. <laughs> 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 You've been arrested at a Star Trek convention. That's so awesome. <laughs> right. Yeah, they're like, oh, we're going to, you know, call the police. We're going to call your parents. You know, they kind of went back and forth. Oh, you're not going to get in trouble, too. Oh, we're going to call the police. I'm like, all right, call the police. <laughs> oh, just kidding. I guess we don't have any evidence. No, you know, you don't. So how about you give me the money back then, fuckers? It's kind of pissed. And, you know, I didn't get those issues of the, of, uh, X-Men for years. Like, I, I had never read that little section. You refused to, basically. I, I, that's probably true. Eventually, I got them. I thought Dune was going to jump on the podcast, but I guess he was just phoning me. Oh, well. Punch him well, in the ovaries. What's that now? I said punch him in the ovaries. I will punch that guy straight in his ovaries. Yeah, he deserves it. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, let's see. Uh, as far as shout-outs, um, we've got... Uh, we've got Dave, who's on the podcast. <laughs> Aussie Dave is hey. the best guy who has ever been on this podcast from Australia. <laughs> or Thank Australia, you. depending on how you say it. Either way is good for me. And um, Oh, and then uh, Chris Learned Kane, who, uh, who may be one of our new reviewer types, uh, a friend of mine from long, long ago. God, like 25 years or something like that. Uh, says that he needs a shout-out. So, Chris, we hope you start doing some reviews because you're a clever motherfucker, and uh, I think you would uh, add to the uh, add to the staff quite nicely. And uh, that's probably it for this week, unless anybody else has got uh, anything else. Not especially. 
All right. Not really. <laughs> well, we'll probably do another one in a couple of weeks. Naturally, you guys will be invited back. I've definitely enjoyed having you guys on. It's weird not having Dune, but uh, this is kind of a nice little group here. I kind of talked more. This than time works for me. Does it really? Awesome. Yes. Excellent. And uh, Dave, hey, you know what? I, I realize this is going to make you late for work, but uh, I want to say we, we really appreciate you coming on. It's, uh, it's always, a, always a pleasure. And, uh, you know, please do uh, keep in touch. Hopefully you can uh, come on again. Maybe we'll do one on a, uh, uh, on a Saturday rather than a Sunday yeah. uh, at this yeah. time. And that way you're not going to be late for work. You're just going to be waking up way too early on a Saturday. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. I'll yeah. probably be hung up a bit. I can That's all right. That. That's usually how it works. Hey, I had my birthday party last night, and I'm feeling it a little bit. I only had a few <laughs> beers. I don't know what it is. I, I, I can't hold my liquor anymore. Uh, this episode, of course, is brought to you Because you're old. Uh, what's that? It's because you're old. Oh, dude, 2019. <laughs> I, I, I swear. You know, there are some old guys who can put some shit away, but I am not one of them. Um, <laughs> This morning I'm drinking a uh, uh, sapphire and tonic with that fancy tonic water that I've mentioned previously uh, on the podcast. But um, uh, here's Dune. Let's see what he has to say. I'm going to put him on speaker. Hey, Dune. Hey. So you're you're on the you're on the podcast. Oh wait, what? I thought Skype no work called phone. <laughs> wow, that sounded intelligent. Yeah, so I just put you on speakerphone, and so you could be, you could still be on this episode. Oh, good, good. Why isn't Skype calling? Why isn't Skype calling? Because you're not. Yeah, so you're calling my cell phone on Skype. Oh, uh, you know what? I it, as it turned out, it didn't, it didn't pay for it. I don't know why. <laughs> it, yeah. Yeah, it's probably my fault. Anyway, yeah, I, I would have done that, but uh, but I didn't see. I thought you were going to come on on Skype, and I was like, oh, I kept looking at your icon, and it never turned green. But, no, no, I've been, I've been sitting on some of the taco shop drinking some Pacificos and eating some tacos waiting for you. Um, I'm, I'm out celebrating for your birthday right now. Oh. I'm some AARP discounts on beer. Excellent. No, I'm sure that's fine. I think I think the uh, the Association of American Association of Retarded Persons would uh, you know uh, always appreciate your business. I keep telling them with old man ghost one and nothing's nothing working. Oh, yeah, that's because I'm only 2019 today, so you know. Well, you were 2019 last year, my friend. No, no, I was I was 2018 last year. I'm 2019 today. Wow, well, happy birthday. Thank you, sir. Well, we, we, we've missed you on the podcast, but we've actually had kind of a delightful little uh, group here. Like I was just saying, I, I, I spoke a whole lot more than I normally do on this one. but uh, <laughs> I just want to say that I'm, I'm definitely impartial to Dixon, and I love Ozzy Dave. Well, there you go. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, and we've got John on as well. We've got Ozzy Dave and Dix and John. And so, uh, you know, no crows. Uh, you know, so that that's you know that makes it more palatable to some, and then but but then no Dune, and uh, you know people really enjoy your voice. Yeah, yeah, I, I'm serious. I'm not an American restaurant. I bought like three Pacifica, three tacos, and I've been just waiting. But no, it's fine. It's fine. You know, leave old Dune out of it just because he doesn't check his email or answer his phone. 
Right. <laughs> oh, yeah, that can be a problem. Mm. <laughs> it, it, oh. Nice. All right. Well, nah, we're just about to end the whole thing. We're we're we're. All right. Hey, have some uh, have some good Mexican food for me. <laughs> Excellent. All right. Thanks, man. See ya. All right. Well. That was a nice little surprise. <laughs> so uh, thanks, everybody, for showing up. And, and thanks to our listeners for putting up with this uh, Season 12, Episode 1, recorded Sunday, October 9th, 2011, ending here at 3.37 p.m. Central Time. And uh, so for the voice of Dune, Aussie Dave, Specialist Dixon, and for John in South City... And for everything geek pop culture, I'm Kevin Goswan, and this is Comics Online. Thanks, guys. It's all right. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> Next time. expressed by the participants in this podcast are their own and do not represent those of comics online any other participants or any employers past present or future if you would have thought otherwise without hearing this disclaimer maybe you're not ready for this whole internet thing much less water sports with direct stars or maybe you're instead one of our smart and sexy fans who appreciate foul language Podcasting from three continents and fighting sarcasm as well as everything geek pop culture, even when it's delivered by a robotic voice like mine. If you have comments, questions or suggestions for the Comics Online Podcasters, we invite you to post on our Facebook group, tweet us Comics Online on Twitter, or email us at podcast at comicsonline.com, or call us at 1-559-LOVE-KEEK. That's 1-559-568-4335. All original material in this podcast copyright comics online.
Sior.